Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I think I just killed that Mr. Mr. Lady. I'm Jones, and just tap it in. I'm Kudo, and you're in my world now, Grandma. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is French Humphrey. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me, too. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we had a wild ending in the Daytona 500. Happy Gilmore turns 25. The Leafs are still in first in the NHL, much to Kudo's chagrin. Jones duffies us on another edition of The Grill. And as always, we end the show with our rare steaks. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys. Over the weekend, one of the America's great sporting events, the Super Bowl of the NASCAR season, the Daytona 500 took place. A uh, bit of a weather delay to get it started. It was pretty well delayed finishing. I'll be honest, I didn't even watch it because it was so far delayed that I thought it was just going to be run on Monday. But apparently they ran it Sunday night, um, and we had a really wild finish. Did either of you guys watch? Um, I tuned in for the beginning of the race, like the first you know, 15 laps um, at 2.30 when it was supposed to start. And then I, uh, I saw the big first wreck of the day. Uh, I think there was 16 cars involved in that one. Then the weather came. I uh, kind of kept flipping back and forth to TSN just to see what was going on. And uh, I heard it was going to start at 9. So while laying in bed, I watched a little bit of it, but did not see the end. Saw the end the next morning. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was flipping back and forth, especially when Jones told me about the uh, the big accident. So I was saw the big accident. I had like the 16 cars, as Jones said. And then I kept flipping back and forth thinking that's going to be starting up again. But I also was worried about because I got on the PVR, like the Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. I was waiting for those to come on at like 9 o'clock when they normally start. But the goddamn uh, Daytona 500 got in the way, so I didn't get to see those. So I kept flipping back to see that, if they were going to actually start that or not. But yeah, this race didn't start back up to like almost like midnight or something. It was ridiculous. But I saw the end and how there was another massive crash right at the end of the race. And that was ridiculous. Yeah, so we had a lot of, we had a few wrecks throughout the day, but uh, final lap, uh, Joey Logano was leading Brad Keselowski, I think. Um, and I'm pretty sure those two are teammates. Anyways, Logano, I don't know whether he got bumped, but he got into the back, or no, Keselowski, sorry. I don't know if he got bumped. Am I wrong? I, I think I'm wrong. Keselowski got it bad in that, but he wasn't in the two spot. Was it Was it Hamlet? No. Harvick? No. It sounded like a no. donkey. I don't know. I should have come yeah. prepared. It was... Um... <laughs> Definitely should have came prepared. Logano but I got your back lead. here. Let me just get... fucking Johnny Hot Wheels. I invited him on the pod to talk about this. Johnny Hot Wheels fucking turns us down flat. Says our listeners don't want to hear from him. So I think he's just fucking feeling shame after he gave us all those loser picks on Sunday. Uh, but nonetheless, all right. So Logano's in the lead. Jones, who's on his tail? Kozlowski is on his tail. Kozlowski gets bumped by. Whoever 14 is, and then Kozlowski takes out Logano and starts the big crash. I don't know who 14 is. Sort of, yes. 14 14 was a McDowell who won. Oh, no, sorry, 34. It was 34 that bumped Kozlowski. 34 was McDowell. And then he won. 34 is McDowell, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Yeah, there's like one too many bumps or something, and then that's why the big crash happened at the end. So, anyways, Kozlowski wrecks wrecks his uh, his teammate. Probably twenty cars involved in this. So you're saying the guy that started the big wreck at the end ended up winning the race? Yeah, I think it's like his first career win too. He's like over like three hundred and thirty something races or something like that. Yeah, he's the number thirty four. Yeah, I think it was his first career win. So he's he's the one that started the big the the crash at the end and uh, ends up winning. 
Not bad. Snaked his way through. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm pretty sure they say rubbing is racing and racing is rubbing, so... So, anyways, without our fucking NASCAR correspondent, we don't have a lot to talk about with it. But uh, yeah, I, pretty like it was just just the way that thing ended with a with a fiery crash. Uh, Thanks a lot, Johnny Hot Wheels. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Johnny Hot Wheels. We'll have to bring Maggie Hot Wheels on next time. She'd probably have more information for us, anyways. Any other thoughts on uh, on NASCAR and the Great American Race, please? You know. I just like the way they do NASCAR, the fans. Anyways, they just they just pile into this their little RVs there. They just get wasted, eat some kind of barbecue food. It's just like a three day tailgate, like better than an NFL game. I think like you know the NFL game, you get your one day tailgate in, and then you know you got to go home. You call it a day. NASCAR, they start like Thursday or Friday, and they just they just go again. I think that those RVs started piling in like a week Thursday because they ran like those, uh, they ran like the qualifying races. What do they call them? I think that like, I literally think that those guys were there for like 11, 12 days. Like, like they had a, they had a go. They, they do it up. Kudo be fucking dead in a pile of his own vomit. And uh, if he were to tailgate for that whole thing. No way, I'd survive. Puke and rally, baby. It's what I do. <laughs> Just like at the Bills games. Puke and rally, let's go. <laughs> no, I hate to say it, but Kev is the puke and rally king. can only puke and rally so so many days in a row. It's true. It's true, but I even know my limits. Uh, after two or three days of puke and rally, I'd, I'd just be done. I'd just be sitting in like the fetal position. Kudo, you, you would be dead because you would keep trying to pow- you'd try to power through. <laughs> yeah that's true i just keep going all right anyways happy gilmore turns 25 today how fucking old do you guys feel pretty old really fucking old now fuck that's a great movie was one of the greatest fucking movies of all time i could sit here and spill out happy gilmore quotes all night uh happy gilmore adam sandler hit up uh hit up a golf course today popped one out there said it was a good one Put it right in Shooter McGavin's face. Um, what are your What are your favorite parts? What's your favorite part of uh, of Happy Gilmore? Well, my favorite part would have to be Ben Stiller playing that uh, that guard in the uh, old folks' home or the nursery home. The orderly. He's fucking hilarious and underrated. I think as a character in that show. Yeah, I, I think his uh, his contribution is pretty is pretty good, even in a small capacity. Sir. Um... Could I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Jones, what's your favorite? I don't know if you could uh, pick one favorite part of that whole movie. Like, there's just so many good parts of that movie. Like, what about when he gets in a fist fight with Bob Barker? Like... Did anyone see that coming? Like, one of the best fight scenes of all time. Yeah. One of the best movie fight scenes is Adam Sandler and Bob Barker, like going at it on the golf course. And then <laughs> just even him, like breaking the rake and placing it back in the woods. So it can be with its family. <laughs> you know, like it's just, <laughs> I don't this know. This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy sucks. It's just, there's just too many good. You're going to get it, me. Bob. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough, bitch. 
the price is wrong the, bitch the caddy like when he the the two cat his two caddies at the beginning well the the blonde the blonde caddy that he has and he's just Okay, just I'll, I'll carry these. They're pretty old. Uh, try not to make me look stupid. It's like, Mr. Gilmore, uh, Mr. Mr. Whatever's up. Okay, good luck. Like, Get out of the way. Where were you on that one? <laughs> Dipshit. Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy. Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. Let me carry these. All right, they're my grandfather's. They're pretty old. Well, what should I do then? I don't know. Why don't you just watch me and make sure I don't do anything stupid, okay? Mr. Gilmore, Mr. Lafferty will be teeing off now. All right. Good luck, buddy. Get out of the way. <laughs> Where were you on that one, dipshit? <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. And then he, when he shows up on the, and then he shows up on the pro, he shows up on the pro tour, and he's like, uh, "What's your caddy's name?" Oh, you guys haven't given me one yet. Well, on the on the pro tour, you supply your own caddy, and he just goes and he picks up the homeless guy, and the, uh, the guy's marking his ball with a quarter, and he the caddy picks it up, puts it in his pocket. And it's like, what do you think? What about uh, the cracker that bit, he uses? A little bit to the right. It's like, no, it's only because you're wearing one shoe. <laughs> and then he takes a bite out of the cracker right after. <laughs> yeah, he just takes oh, a bath. It makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah i think i think the the caddy's so underrated in that movie but he just he makes it <laughs> there's a lot of underrated characters in that movie <laughs> yeah i agree Grizzly adams did have a beard <laughs> that's right i'm gonna beat your ass on the course yeah right grizzly adams had a beard grizzly adams did have a beard kicked me off the tour because you're black no, goddamn alligator! <laughs> no. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the pro tour anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, because you're black. Hell no! Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Movie. Probably one of the best sports movies ever. You're going to miss this shot, you jackass. <laughs> you will not make this putt, you jackass. You're going to need a blanket and suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach. Just like the way you never got to the NHL, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, coach. Hey, coach. What about when you never called my name? Oh, Gilmore. We must have called your name here. No, no, you didn't. Well, better luck next year. <laughs> That wasn't very nice. Oh, so good. Full on line brawl. I'm the only. I I own a hockey record. I'm the only guy to try to take my skate off or take my skate off and try to stab somebody with it. Oh boy, Happy Gilmore, always giving us laughs. Yeah, so good. You hit that lady. Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces oh. of shit? No. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Well, it, in, in the spirit of Happy Gilmore, boys, did any of you guys see the end of the actual PGA Tour event this weekend at Pebble Beach? Uh, no, I didn't catch it. I was watching, but then I flipped away and forgot to turn back. So I missed the last probably nine holes, eight holes. So I did not catch the end. Uh, I think uh, I think Daniel Berger made an eagle on 18, which sealed the victory for him. I don't know. I want to say Nate Lashley, but I don't think that's right. Lashley, anyways, was in the lead. He, uh, he had a bit of a collapse. He had a five-whack triple bogey on 16, which pretty much uh, sealed his fate and uh, made it so that he was not going to win the tournament. He ended up losing by two or three strokes, I want to say, um, to Berger. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of it over the weekend. I watched a little bit here and there. Jordan Spieth was in the mix again. He's had uh, a few good tournaments in a row now. 
Uh, I don't know that he's back, but uh, definitely uh, seemed to be moving in the right direction. Yeah, he had the he had the share of the or he, you know he had the fifty hole fifty four hole lead, so he was he started off, but I don't I don't even think he might have shot one under on Sunday and definitely did not help his chances of winning. So uh, so I guess we'll see where he goes from here. Yeah, the nice thing is he's he's getting in contention, so he's he's making some moves. Yeah, for sure. And I think this weekend's another big tournament. I think they've got the Genesis Invitational, maybe it is. Maybe the Genesis Open Invitational. So. I think pretty much every tournament this spring is, is decent. Uh, I think uh, they were wondering what tournament guys were going to sit out because they're, they're all pretty big events leading into the Masters, which is a bit earlier this, this year. So... Uh, going to be interesting to see how they set up their their spring schedules here because it seems like uh pretty well every week has a a, a marquee event on the on the calendar yeah this the next two weeks they're going to have i think they're going to have some pretty stacked fields like they've got the genesis invitational and they've already said that uh Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth are all going to be there. And then the following week, they have the uh, World Golf Championships in uh, Mexico. So I would assume that they'll get another good field for that tournament as well. Yeah, being in Mexico might create some challenges for them, but... I would still think they'll probably be be okay. So the Leafs are now on their longest losing streak of the season. They've reached two games losing. I think this is uh, tied for their longest losing streak. No, no, it's their longest. Their longest two games. Kudos got a big shit eating grin on his face because the Canadians finally, after three meetings, were finally able to beat the Leafs, and the Leafs fucking blew under the Senators last night. Big time. Uh, but the Leafs, Jones, where are they sitting in the standings right now? I want to say they're somewhere near the top of the standings. Um, I don't know why first is ringing a bell to me, but I think that's where they're sitting, but I'm not sure. It don't mean shit. You guys got to make sure you get out of the first round first before you can fucking talk about anything. You guys can do well in the regular season, but when it comes to playoffs, you guys don't fucking show up. Did you guys get out of the first round? Okay, bud. Okay. Yeah, we did. The Canadians, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs last year. They technically didn't get out of the first round. They won their play-in game. And they still they still did better than you guys. Congratulations. That's the first the only postseason appearance you can claim in what the last 5 years and it was by accident that you got in there by pandemic. Still did better than you guys. That's all that matters. So, suck on that. Oh, here we go. As long as we do better than you guys, I don't give a fuck. I just love seeing you guys fucking shit the bed all the time. But then all season long, you're like, oh, we're fucking, we're going to win this year. We're going to win this year. Yeah, it doesn't fucking happen. You guys we suck. A, we have a better record than you. Win and anything. We have a better head-to-head record than you, Kudo. Yeah, it's going to change. Don't worry. We got a long season ahead still. We got like, what, seven more games to play? Uh, I think it's five more games to play. Maybe six. No, they face each other like ten times this year, don't they? Or nine times? Ten times. And they've faced each other like, what, three times? Yeah. So seven more games because seven and three is ten. Am I correct, Math Guy Kudo over here? No, oh, you're right. I thought they were. I thought it was. I thought it was eight or nine. I thought it was eight or nine. Uh, I I'm willing to. I'm willing to. Yeah. I'm willing to be the bigger man and admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. I did not know they played ten times. I thought it was nine. So that's on me. That's on me. I'm gonna wear my mistake here, guys. That's on me. Hand up. Thank you. Hand up. I appreciate that. That's on me. That's what I appreciate about shoes. He called himself Math Guy Kudo. I like it. <laughs> don't, you don't hear that very often. <laughs> no, you don't. I can do easy numbers. <laughs> Anything <laughs> after that, I can't. Anything that's past two hands, <laughs> he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Shit, I'm out. I got to use my feet now? No, I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> my toes don't bend that well. <laughs> hey, hey, math Guy math guy Kudo, can you explain uh, the all the trades that are happening in the NHL? I think we need a mathematician to explain uh, some of these moving parts. I don't know how you can count how many teams Galchenyuk's going to be playing on after the season's over. 
But that poor guy got moved twice in the last, like, what, four days, three days? He went from Ottawa to Carolina, and then Carolina switched them to the Leafs. And what did the Leafs get out of that trade? Two players? Yeah, we gave up two nobodies. No, they traded two players. Two players from your AHL roster? Yeah. Not even one's playing in the K. Yeah, Korshaw's playing in Russia, and then Warsawski uh, was kind of like a throw-in piece in the Kapanen trade. He's he's. I don't even think he reported to Canada. He I think he was the. I think he's with Chicago in the AHL on loan right now. So, um, not really any roster pieces from from the Leafs. But Jones, I want to ask you as a Leaf fan because my initial take was it's a depth move for the organization, like he's going to have to go to the AHL and kind of prove himself. What is, what's your thought on it? Cause I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of probably uneducated people thinking otherwise, but I want to get your take before I kind of get into what I, what I've been reading about after the, after the trade. Jeez. Uh, to me, I'm kind of shocked. I don't know. I would say the same thing that he's got to go down and prove himself in the AHL. They're saying, you know, I saw something saying they've got, they've started like 16 or 18 forwards this year, the Leafs. And so they're saying he might have a chance to play, but I don't know if you can really take anyone out of the lineup that's been in the lineup the last little while and substitute him in. I'd, I'd like to know why he's been traded so many times already in his young career. Like, you know what I mean? He's just, he had that one good season in Montreal. And then after that, it was, it's been downhill from there. So I'm not too keen on the idea of him starting the year or starting, not the year, but starting on the Leafs actual roster. I'd like to see him, you know, maybe go down to the AHL, prove himself that he can still play and work his way back up maybe. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think you kind of touched on it there that you know he's been moved. He's been moved a lot. He did have that one really good season as a 21 year old where he scored 30 goals with the Canadians. Uh, I think the I think he's desirable enough as teams are hoping that for the cost they can unlock some of that potential. Uh, I think for the Leafs, you know, it, it was low risk. You know, they get a player in Canada. He doesn't have to quarantine. They can use him right now if they want. They can put him on the taxi squad, send some of their depth pieces back to the A to get some playing time. Or or he can go to the A because he cleared waivers, so they don't have to wait on him. I, I think that, you know, the, those are, you know, the factors for the Leafs. I was reading, though, and, and this is fucking Leaf, Leaf Nation fucking Twitter or whatever. But people are like, oh, he's the missing piece. Play with uh, Nylander and Tavares on the second line. And I'm, are you fucking kidding me? There is no way Galchenyuk is good enough to play on the Leafs' second line right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, Jones. But I, I think there's no fucking way. Kudo would even say there's no fucking way Galchenyuk is good enough to play on the the Leafs' second line. He, he wasn't good enough to play on the fucking Ottawa Senators. How is he good enough to play on the Leafs? <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to agree. I don't I don't know who you take out of your top six to put him on the second line. Like or yeah. Like you're not taking Hyman out of your top six. You're not taking Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander out of your top top six. Joe Thornton came back, played last night his first game back, got a golden assist, so I, I I don't see them really taking Thornton out of that spot. Maybe does he get a shift here and there in the top six to give Thornton a break? But I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see the room for him up in the top six. I don't see room for him in the top 12. (laughs) I don't see how. (laughs) There's no way he's in the top six. Well, can't you guys slide him in the fourth line? Haven't you guys been swapping back and forth through players on the fourth line? Trying to figure that out. They've had some few players switching in the yeah, top or in the, the fourth, fourth line, but they've seemed to be been riding the same guys the last couple of games. The only one that maybe comes up, um, in and out is, oh, what's that Russian's name? Uh, Barkov? No, not Barkov. Um, starts with a B. Kev, give me the name. Bar- well, Barabanov hasn't even been playing. VC's on the fourth line right now. I think that's a good spot for him in the lineup. 
Engvall's in the in the third line. He probably comes out when Simmons comes back. But I think, you know, they have a lot of depth. They, they have a lot of guys that can play in the lineup, and they're just trying to find what works for them. Travis Boyd's been great on the fourth line. Spezza's not going anywhere because he plays on the penalty kill and the power play off the fourth line. He's a good face-off guy. Um, so he's not he's not going to go anywhere. Um, so, you know, there's not many roster spots available for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I thought the trade kind of caught me off guard. I guess maybe they see something we don't know, but to I me, think, it's just I a think move. He's got to go to the AHL. Like he's cleared waivers, he so he can be assigned there. He's got to go to the AHL. If, if he yeah. goes to the AHL and he lights it up, and then you get an injury, you know that gives you a chance. You know, but otherwise, like they have the money to pay him. I don't think he's got any cap really. I don't think it's a big cap hit. So I think that it's just kind of a, an AHL gamble, organizational depth. Yeah, and you know, I guess. I guess they've got Wayne Simmons is out for another four weeks or five weeks. So that's, you know, maybe just kind of fill a void if there is another injury. But I, yeah, I agree. That's probably all he's there for right now. Speaking of trades, did you guys see these uh, Russell Wilson trade rumors in the NFL? Um, Before we go to the NFL, can I give a fun fact on the NHL? Of course you can. Always. Kudos. Fun facts. So from Monday night, February 15th, marked the first time in NHL history that the team with the fewest points in the NHL, which were the Ottawa Senators, came back from a four-goal deficit to beat the team with the most points in the NHL, which was the Leafs. And that's oh, my fun yeah. fact. See how you had to get that jab in there, you know? Fucking right. Had to get that. Get it in you. Just jab in the Leafs, eh? Let's fun get into fact, one. The Leafs are still the first first overall in the NHL. Is that the fun fact? Fun fact that the Leafs are used to getting blown out, blowing a fucking save or a goal or whatever, a game. Wasn't that, That's also like their seventh uh, time. I think they've blown like a 5 nothing lead or something like that or a 5-1 lead or something ridiculous because they fucking suck. My question for you is before we go to <laughs> football, I'm just going to leave Kudo's comment and just leave it in the dust. Have you guys been watching any of the best of seven series between the Coyotes and Blues? Oh, the seven games that they had to play like back to back as all the postpones. Yeah, they're just trying to make the schedule work. So they've uh, they've put them they've because of all the postponements they've had to now play. It's like seems like seven times in a row. Yeah, it was seven times in a row, and apparently almost every game came down to like one goal. I think the Hurricane. Or I, I think, think it was like Coyotes five out of seven the games. Yep, they did. Four three, game seven, one nothing victory, one nothing win in game seven. Yeah, yeah, that'll give you some hope in it as an organization. What was that? What'd you say, Kev? So Russell Wilson trade. Uh... Did he ask for a trade? <laughs> uh well, you know, there there was talk that he, uh, I guess the way he said what he said, there was they thought you know maybe he's asking for a trade out of Seattle. Could he be traded? I think anyone could be traded at this point. Um, will he be traded? No. Gretzky you don't think he's going to be traded? I don't think he will be, no. I, I agree. I don't think there's any chance he gets traded. He's too good for that franchise. He's too good of a player. They, they There's just not going to be good enough compensation to, to move him. Yeah, like I guess the only way you move him is if you somehow land Deshaun Watson, right? You get the same same quarterback, but younger. Although he'll probably cost you a bit more, but still, you're still getting getting some youth. Yeah, the problem is is that the the high price quarterbacks, there's not the return. Like the value's not doesn't hold through for for them in the trade market. And like if you look at Carson Wentz, like the Eagles are trying to trade him. He's still fairly young. He's a little bit younger than Wilson. Got a big contract. And it sounds like teams are offering like multiple second round picks for him. And they can't like the Eagles are holding strong for a first, but they can't even get it at this point. So uh, like uh, what are team, what would teams give up for Russell Wilson? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to think that could he not get what Matt Stafford got? Maybe not a quarterback coming back, but at least picks. Like I would think Russell Wilson's got to get that. 
But I, I think here's the problem. I think that Goff coming back was worth more picks going with him than than the what the Lions would have got for just Stafford. I think Stafford was worth maybe a first and a third, and then they get that extra first because they took Goff back. Yeah, probably. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell what teams are willing to trade. Like they're all worried about the cap too because I don't think the cap is going to be as high as they uh, they want it to be. No. What, what were you saying? You were we were talking before the show. You said the Steelers had something like they've already got. 30 million over the cap committed or over the projective cap committed. Yeah. They're, they were, I we were reading, I was reading about JJ Watt and a couple of landing spots that he might go. And uh, of course the Steelers were one of them because both his brothers are playing for the Steelers right now. And uh, they said, if they wanted to even think about signing them, they had to clear $30 million in cap space just to get to the projected cap ceiling. So there's going to be a lot of moves coming out of Pittsburgh. Sounds like it. Is that also why they want uh, Ben Roethlisberger to change up his contract? Or that they want to like uh, restructure his deal? Restructure. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think so. I think the other part of it is that he's he's old. I I don't think I don't think the Steelers are going to win with him. He can't move. Like pretty sure his the Pro Bowl center uh, retired as well. So. They kind of got to go in a younger direction at quarterback, I think. And I, I don't see him getting traded. Do I see him getting released? Maybe. But then they're just going to count that some of that money towards dead cap space. So um, I don't know what their plan is with Roethlisberger, to be honest. What about if they make a trade with Seattle to get yeah. uh, Depends if he's Russell got Wilson. guaranteed money. I don't see that happening. I don't think the money works. Yeah, me either. They did sign uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and they've got Mason Rudolph. Seem to be um, a bit of a meat. Yeah, yeah. So they've got some QB options that they can go on the cheap. I don't know what what uh, Roethlisberger has in guaranteed money, uh, but if they can get away from some of that money, then you know they might be able to. Uh, you know, if he if he doesn't have guaranteed money, even you know they may just walk away from him. I don't think they want to do that, but it's possible. Yeah, I think they probably want him to leave on his own terms um but once again like the Steelers are an organization that wants to win right so yeah I agree well Jones what do you think it's about that time you fire up the grill oh should I be firing up the grill give you guys some some hard-hitting sports questions for this week or what yeah let's put us on the front burner kudo you ready oh I'm ready all right It's the grill. It's the grill. Let's go. Here we go. We'll start. We'll start here. We'll start with NFL just because that's what we're just talking about. So uh, last week we talked about a trade for Carson Wentz. Maybe looking like it was close. As we're recording today, no deal has been made. So I'm wondering, which of these four quarterbacks do you think is going to be traded first? Uh, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, or Sam Darnold? I would say Carson Wentz is the first to go, but he's not going to be the only one to go. Do you have a team you'd like to put some? The Eagles want to get. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. Um, I think the Colts are are interested, like seriously interested. I think the Colts want or the Eagles want to get out ahead of the QB market, though. Uh, I think they would like to get a deal done, you know, before the carousel starts. That's my uh, my thought on it. They're they're not going to wait too long. I think they want to move before free agency or after free agency starts. Before the league year starts. Okay, Kudo. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna go Car. Okay. You think any teams interested in him, or you think he's just gonna? I'm not think- sure if there's any teams really interested in him. I think they're just gonna end up trading him. May- who knows? Maybe they'll trade him to Seattle. Well, one team's got to be interested in him. Somebody's got to be like, if Russell wants out of there, somebody's got to be interested in trading. There was a rumor that I don't one think of the Russell wants out of that there. Were... Don't get hung up on that. That's a rumor. It's got to be true, right? <laughs> Rumors are always true. <laughs> Isn't that like everything on the internet's true? Yeah. 
Yeah, so Savan the internet, he's he wants out. Pete Pete Carroll right now is just chomping his gum up in the front office there with a big smile on his face because of this rumor that's going around. <laughs> All right, boys. Here comes question number two. You ready? Yep. All right. So after Jordan Spieth held the fifty-four hole lead this weekend and was in contention last weekend, wasn't able to hold on both times. What do you guys think the chances are of him ending his, I think it's three-year drought and getting a PGA Tour victory this year? 40%, 60%, 80%, or are you going 100% he's getting a win this year? I'm going to go 80%. Yeah, 80%. I feel like he's due, and he's getting close. He just needs to figure it out on like the last day, not fucking up. He's got a whole year to do it, and I think he's going to end up doing it. Hundo P, 100%. Jordan Speed's getting a win this year. A major. You think he's getting a major? He's getting a major. Bold prediction, Cotton. Predicting. You think he's getting, like, a uh, green jacket again? Or you think he's... What do you think here, if you're thinking major? Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a crap? Getting a victory in one of the four major tournaments. Okay. That's, that's as much we're getting out of you. <laughs> all right like how, how bold do you want this proclamation to be jones like well come on now you you said he's gonna win a major one of the the four biggest tournaments of the year i figure you know if you've got a hunch that he's gonna win a major you've got a hunch of which one it's gonna be maybe he's gonna win four majors okay then there's your hunch <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> oscar says jordan spieth wins not one but four majors this year <laughs> There's no way he's winning four majors. All right. What are my odds? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll give you 100 cases of beer if he wins four majors this year. Oh, it's on the record. Jones is going to give you 100 cases. Don't edit that out, Kudo. Don't edit Don't edit that out. We're coming back to this tape. Starts with one. Starts <laughs> in April. Starts with one. If he doesn't win four majors, you got to give me like a six-pack. You still owe me two rare stakes. Okay, what happens if he wins one? <laughs> what happens if he wins one? Nothing. He said he was going to win four. So it's four or nothing. Four or nothing. Okay. Four or nothing. You get All right. You get one beer, Jones. <laughs> Can I have one beer? <laughs> as long as it's ice cold, that's all I care about. Can I have four beers? <laughs> I need to get my drink on. You scare me. You're an alcoholic. Seriously, you are an alcoholic. Yeah, you're drunk. I knew it. You're already drunk. All right. Last one I got for you, boys. Who do you guys think is the best defenseman in the NHL this season? Not career, just this season. Do you think offensively it, or defensively? Just the best defenseman. I don't care how you want to view him as offensive, defensive, all around. You guys. You guys pick. On my list, I've got Hedman, I've got Yossi, I've got Makar, or you can give me someone else that you guys got a uh, got a boner for. <laughs> a man crush? A man crush. I got a couple man crushes, but I'm not picking on one of my man crushes for this one. Yeah, yeah, I know who your man crush is, probably. Who? Probably Romanov. <laughs> Am I right? I like his Jay I like his Weaver. hair though. Well, but considering I have him on my fantasy team, I'm gonna have to go with Victor Hedman. Okay. Because he is solid defensively, but then he also puts up points. I like it. And he's got some sick flow, so I gotta give it up to him. I want I want a caveat. I haven't checked the stat line for last night, so before I give you these picks, I didn't see the third period last night. So I don't know if they were a liability or not. But uh I'm gonna go with uh Justin Hall, and honorable mention to TJ Brody. Are you fucking kidding me? You picked those two clowns? You picked them over like John what Carlson and like fucking Seth Jones. What's John Carlson done for me lately? For you lately? or What are Seth Jones' numbers looking like? I don't fucking I know picked, what his numbers are right two, now. I picked a shutdown defenseman on the number one team in the NHL. What's wrong with that? Holy fuck, really? <laughs> I I will uh I will give you credit that 
Justin Hall has uh, improved greatly. I think uh, his game has really since the year since two years ago. I think when he played six games, um, his defensive game has turned around immensely. But I didn't I didn't think you could go wrong with one of the three guys that I listed. I think they're probably your top three defensemen this year. I think you'll see them three um, in the running for the uh, the Norris Trophy this year. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, did you see did you see Justin Hall rip Cheddar over Carey Price? You know that's you know that smells that smells. What, the uh, screenshot that he can fucking see. Um, okay, I, here we go. I don't know if any of you guys saw the celebration, but I'm pretty sure he put his sword away when he ripped that one clapper, that clapper there. Well, fucking right, you got to put that well, thing back in the Fulton? The Fulton Reed, yeah, yeah, he did the Fulton Reed. I pulled that uh, silly off a couple times. Can't just let a dangerous weapon go unsheathed. All right, boys, that's all I got for you this week on the grill. So uh, we'll we'll see what I've got in store next week. You know, hopefully some some things pop in a, into my brain, and uh, you know, I can grill you guys with some more hard hitting sports questions. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Looking forward to it. I'll give you better answers than Kudo just like this week. Give me a break. Fucking leaf lover. Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell if you were trying to say that out loud or muttering it under your breath. No, I said it so you could hear me. Okay. Fucking smart asses. Hey, Kudo. Have you noticed that I haven't made fun of the Habs yet this year? Yes, I have. You're not allowed. I'm just saying, my New Year's resolution, I'm still um, sticking to it. Well, you should stick to it. That's why you make it. I'm just, I'm just waiting for that yeah, stick one. Stick to your goals. I'm waiting for that one epic collapse, though, from them. Something's going to happen. Like It's going to be like a Jake Allen. You know, Everyone's talking about how he's... I heard someone say, I think he should have got the start over Carey Price on... Uh, when was it? Saturday night, I think. Yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, but the Habs still won. And was, I know I I get that. I'm just saying. And it was only like a two one game. No, I I'm not disagreeing with you here. I'm just trying to. I'm just saying how crazy some Hab fans are. Like they're thinking Jake Jake Allen should be starting over Carey Price on a Saturday night game when he didn't play. He played on Wednesday. He's been off since Wednesday. Like that to me is just crazy talk. And I'm just waiting for one of those games where they actually play Jake Allen instead of Carey Price, and he just goes out there, and it's like he lets in six or seven, and they just get blown out. Yeah, and you always have those fans and certain fan bases, right, that they just come up with ridiculous things. And how, like, there was a bunch of them getting all pissed off that they wanted Price actually traded instead of Halak back a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, that was just ridiculous. It's like, what, like... Some of these fans just—I feel like it's the guys that don't really know the sport who are just watch it and just see like, like 10 years oh, ago, this guy's really good today. Living in the past. Holy fuck! Here we go. Let me fucking speak. Listen to what I gotta say before you fucking chime in. You fucking leaf lover. <laughs> fuck. Throw me <laughs> off my fucking. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. I'm a fucking. <laughs> it's got me all fucking frustrated. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> Fucking all these stupid fans making up these fucking things. You got them no, real. But I could see the Habs do, like kind of falling apart, and they slowly have been recently. If you notice, like they can't get any a lot of offense going. They were like the guys that they were scoring and relying on to score are kind of slowing down right now. And um, this week, I hope the break that they have is going to help them to rebounce and get some practice in and realize what they need to. A lot of their ve- veteran players need to pick it up. Especially when they put fucking Paul Byron on the fucking waivers to put him down in the taxi squad. That's got to send a message to the team. Like, okay, boys, let's pick it up here. We can't win every game by fucking like scoring only one or two goals. I think you guys are starting to realize that Paul Byron isn't the number one center that you guys thought he was. Funny thing is that he's not even like a center. He's a winger. I've never really said he's a number one center. I know, but it's just funny because like Paul Byron was like, the next coming of fucking Maurice Rocket Richard with some Hab fans, and no, uh, it's just, it just I know that, but it's because he's fast and like 
Yeah. For for what we get, like for signing him and how well he played when we got him till now, like it's a steal. Yeah, but so you can't like. But then again, terrible, he wasn't going to be Maurice Rodgers. And then, um, what was I going to say? I th- we discussed this at the start of the year about uh, the Habs and how they really don't have that that fifty goal score. They have a bunch of guys that are going to score, you know, twenty goals a year, right? Yeah, like twenty so, to thirty, maybe. And so when you shorten up the season, these they're going to have to have more of those twenty goal scorers than you thought, right? Like some of them started off like crazy and then just cooled off, right? And they don't have anyone to really, yeah, fill the void. I think like you look at Tyler Toffoli, right? Like, yeah, he scored. Uh, what 10 goals i think this year yeah 10 or 11 now but how many of those goals has he scored against the vancouver canucks like seven <laughs> right so it's like you take something like that like he's so he's got seven goals against the canucks and he's got three goals against the rest of the league like the rest of the north division it cut you kind of gotta hopefully get some balance in that lineup yeah and guys like tatar have to pick it up too right yeah he's been he's been slowing down and they need to give him a kick in the ass to get going again because he's a guy who can put up at least uh, 20 goals. Well, that's one of the guys that you thought was going to put up 20 goals at the start of the year, right? Like if it yeah. was a full year. But even still, he's he was a like he got benched on Saturday. Him. Like he was a healthy scratch. Yeah, because they're sending a message to their veteran players and everybody else on the team saying like, let's fucking go here. Yeah. Let's pick it up. Yeah, the only player who's been consistent throughout the season so far, I'd say, is like Josh Anderson. He's been solid for us. Yeah, and now you just got to see if he uh, he continues that, right? Yeah, he's another guy that's he's injury prone, right? So you got to hope nothing happens to him. Well, he just had the is he totally like an injury prone? Like I don't think he's a bit of a band aid. Like he's had that the shoulders that one year. That's about it so far, isn't it? I think he's been out the last two years with injuries. Yeah, I think it was due more to the shoulders though. Now because he's got the surgery done and everything, he might be fine. Yeah, you never know. Shoulders are, when you're getting hit all the time, shoulders can fucking, shit can happen to them pretty quickly, right? Yeah, but I think he'll be fine. We'll see how it goes. Did you guys hear one of the stats from the Montreal-Toronto game on Saturday night? Uh, Which one? I heard at the end of the first period that Montreal was out hitting Toronto like 18 to 1 or something like that. (laughs) And then the announcer goes, well, yeah, they were out hitting them 18 to 1, but you got to have the puck to get hit. So it's like Toronto's carrying the play because they're getting hit and Montreal really wasn't didn't have the puck, right? But I didn't see the first period, so I don't actually know what the first period looked like. I just heard the stat on my drive home. Yeah, but that's a normal – that's just a, like a, any comment you can make here after hearing like, oh, 18-1 hits. By the same time, that's 18 times that the Leafs could have cuffed off the puck as well because you got hit and then the oh, yeah. Habs are taking the puck over, right? Yeah. That's the other part of it you don't see. He's just saying that because it's like, oh, yeah, well, it's because they have the puck more. Yeah. No, it's because the Leafs don't really hit, period. A lot of your players just go in and stick the guy and just like try to like lift the stick and steal the puck. They don't really hit the guy. Or the Habs – like. A lot like Josh Anderson is a good example. He'll go in hard and make a hit and not just try to like swing a stick at a player or at the puck. Or... I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm teaching Emmett. First thing he's got to do is learn how to lift a guy's stick, man. Lift his stick, take the body. He doesn't even have to take the body. Just quick Yeah, bump him a little stick. bit. Come on, old-fashioned hockey. Let's go. Get the get Take the puck from right underneath him. Quick little stick lift. Take the puck and go. Okay. Give him a little body check as well. You got to be strong on that body. Kev, you awake? All right, kudos. Let's get into our rare steaks. So no rare steaks? No rare steaks? Rare steaks? Jackpot. All right, boys. How'd you do on your rare steaks over the weekend? Shit. Again. I was two for two on my rare steaks. I was one and three. I was I was three for three. Or three and three. Oh, there you go. Better to clarify. Did you hit your freaking NASCAR bets or what? Uh, I hit two of my top five, uh, but the Toyota did not win. I had uh, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin in the top five. They hit, and I had um, the Vegas Golden Knights beating the Avalanche. There you go. I uh, 
I had that Denny Hamlin bet until uh, I was watching the the pre race show, and they're all saying he's going to win. He's going to win. So I cashed out the uh, the top five and went straight straight Denny Hamlin winner each way. It only pays top four, of course. Denny Hamlin he comes fifth, so I'm a big loser. That's gotta hurt. Yeah, he backdoored into that top five too with that wreck. Yeah, Johnny Hot Wheels lost like. 90% of his picks, I think. He had Denny Hamlin and uh, Kevin Harvick backdoor into the top five, I think. Yeah. Ryan Blaney crashed out. Truex was awful. I don't know where Bubba Watt or Bubba, Bubba Wallace finished. <laughs> Wallace. He almost said Watson, the golfer. <laughs> I did almost say Watson. Wasn't Wallace part of the um, the crash, like the first one? No. He wasn't? I thought he was. Or maybe he was in the last one that I saw. He jumped right over that. It seemed like every time it switched car. over, it was always a crash. It's a sweet car. He he might have been part of the last crash there, Kudo. Yeah, I think it was the last one. Well, anyways, hopefully our picks are better next week. And All right. Thanks, for everyone, for joining us for our 38th episode. We really appreciate all the support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. Follow us on Twitter, Into Sports Stuff, and no end in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and me undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. See you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Giuseppe, hit the music. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.